planned this. It's all planned. Now, why they planned this, I don't know. And I don't even think I want to know. This system is being put in place using lies, and it's being put in place using lies for some purpose, and I believe that purpose is complete totalitarian control. And I think the purpose of that is going to be mass depopulation. One of our problems here is the assumption that this is like every other vaccine right. we've ever yeah. seen, and it's not. It's the greatest experiment that has ever been performed in the history of medicine, and it's being performed on human beings. It's just an incredible thought. So all of this started to come together, and we started to get kind of a sick feeling in our stomachs that, wait a minute, this is science gone bad here. None of this is supposed to be happening. The CDC has never otherwise explained these deaths, and they are so tightly related to the vaccine. 50% of healthcare providers are absolutely not getting this injection. We don't trust the data. The Fox guarded the hen house. The companies did their own data. There were no independent observer groups. You should disregard all announcements about case rates in your community because they're completely fraudulent. The very inventor of the PCR test, Nobel Prize winner Kerry Mullis, said this test in itself is not a diagnosis. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. But they said we're being pressured in-house to add COVID to the diagnostic list when we think it has nothing to do with the actual cause of death. As a physician, I received an email last week from the Department of Health coaching me on how to fill out death certificates. It's another level now uh, of criminality. There's a lot of other doctors who's, who Where feel the same they? way. Well, they're too frightened to speak up. And as soon as that happens, a notification, and you're in, in front of the medical board. Dr. Robert Malone is a vaccine expert. He is the inventor of mRNA technology. He's undergone systematic attack. His history is literally being erased online. These fact-checking groups, for example, factcheck.org, they're funded by an organization that holds over $1.8 billion of stock in a vaccine company. Once I was censored, I feel like I've kind of gone into this other world and now I'm surrounded by people that, that it's kind of normal to have their work talked about in a strange way. Sent me there to cover the COVID treatments at that hospital. I just wasn't supposed to ask that question. The viewers are being deceived by a carefully crafted narrative. They are trying to push a narrative that is not based on the decades of immunology. Nobody's in the hospital. How is that possible in a medical pandemic? That's fake news, that's why. <laughs> People have turned to Facebook to share their stories and experiences, with one group reaching almost 65,000 members. It was removed overnight for no apparent reason. The, the victims of this vaccine, they're not being able to tell their story. The censoring has been going on for well over a year. It's well documented. It's unequivocal. TikTok is taking down all of my sounds so that you guys can't hear my story. The great Barrington Declaration, authored and signed by three of the world's leading experts in epidemiology, infectious diseases, and vaccines. We've got to the point where scientists such as yourselves need to kind of gather for uh, secret meetings in, uh, in houses to come out with declarations of dissent. Are you of the same opinion? I don't think I can answer that question. Why not? Anyone who speaks out against this line of policy is, is shut down. I basically have to be in line with the government line. Do you want 
your physicians and scientists, their voice is suppressed. We're polarized right now. We're polarized. And, and threatened investigation and discipline for any physicians who express any of the negative aspects of any of these interventions, uh, no matter what the evidence says. The disgrace! You're not the first doctor I've heard from maybe got unusual visits from the state or, you know, basically got a lot of pushback. You have to realize the number of doctors and scientists who are saying no to all this, outnumbers those who are saying yes. And if this is the mountain, if this is the hill where I get nailed on, I will get nailed on it. I don't care. You can report me to the bot, you can kill me, you can do whatever, but I'm not going to let Americans die. 75 years ago, Herman Gehring testified at the Nuremberg trials, and he was asked, how did you make the German people go along with all this? And he said, it's an easy thing. The only thing a government needs to make people into slaves is fear. You can do this in a Nazi regime. You can do it in a socialist regime. You can do it in a communist regime. You can do it in a monarchy and a democracy. We, the Germans, are asking this question how it happens in the 1930s. And a lot of people are now getting a sense how it happened. We're held hostage to more and more mutations that can be used to manipulate us over and over again and take away our freedoms. We've used these tactics in other countries to manipulate the world and conquer. Now we're watching our own government, our own military use them against us. Men of our unit and our service believe that we're pointing our weapons in the wrong direction. This time now the tyranny is against us and our people and we can't see it because it's on our home soil where it's never been before. We need to start looking at ourselves as officers and thinking is what I'm doing right. You don't get to just say, I'm following orders. And if that costs you your job, so be it. At least you'll be able to look at yourself in the mirror at night. They start enforcing the communist state through the vaccine passport. Please, Australia, do not move to any goalpost the second you do. They start to build the fascist state. In Australia, people have had it too good for too long. And they see these communist countries and they think, there's no way that could happen here. We are the most locked down country in the world. Massive protests. You know, the media said it was only three and a half thousand people. What we saw today were three and a half thousand very selfish buffets. The mainstream media is never, ever, ever going to be on our side because they are owned and controlled by the very people we are fighting against. Stand the fuck up. Don't be the reason why our future generations look back and think, where the heck were they? This is the time. There is not going to be another time unless we shake this down. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday here on The Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. So, Steve, what do we do next? I, I, think we get, I think we need answers to these questions next. We need, we're in the timeout huddle right now. I've not gotten the whiteboard out and laid out what our next group of plays are going to be or what the substitution pattern is. Right now, we're in the, we're all, you know, we're all in the coach meeting before that part of the timeout. Where, where, where we are truly. I think we have to have answers to these questions. Because I will tell you, I'll be very blunt because I don't know any other way to be. I think the odds are demonstrably higher that Donald Trump would cut a plea deal to stay out of prison than he will be allowed to be elected president of the United States. 
demonstrably higher. And we and we can we can we can jump on our Facebook pages and say if they do all this stuff, Steve, it just proves what we always said about him and why he's a threat. That's great, and you're right. And you know what they're going to do? While you're posting on Facebook, they're going to castrate your kids and take more power. That's what they're going to do. They don't care. We have to fight the war where the battle is, and it's not on memes. And it's not on talking points and it's not on narratives, guys. It is on the acquisition and the wielding of power. That is the only place where the war, the battle is happening. It is not happening within our disappointments, within our dejection, within the pointing out of their hypocrisies. That is not where the battle is. The battle is in the acquisition and the wielding of power. It is not pointing. The battle is not in the pointing out of unfairness. The battle is not in making points that will that that the people you're making them to find pointless. The battle is in the acquisition and the wielding of power. Anything short of that, and we are sentencing our children to perhaps having to acquire that power by non-peaceful means. And repeat some of the darkest, if not the darkest moments in this nation's history. We'll find out what Jesse Kelly thinks about a lot of what we discussed, and we'll discuss his new book when we come back. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Day's here with Todd and Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can email us, Steve, at SteveDace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, me, we, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me on Truth Social as well, at Real Steve Dace over there. If you're a podcast listener, thank you very much. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. If you don't, you know, I would never tell you to, to lie. But maybe you're like, we kind of like the show. I would ask you, though, to exaggerate. Like, I'd never ask you to lie for me, but I would totally ask you to exaggerate. So we want only one in five-star reviews. No, three, fours, those are for, uh, that's weak. All right, take a stand. All right. So it's either the best ever or the worst ever. Let us know. And thank you to all of you that have given, given us either a five or a one star review. We appreciate each and every single one. Hit subscribe or if you're an iTunes listener, follow for us, please. Appreciate that. The name of the best selling book, The Anti-Communist Manifesto, the author and fellow broadcaster Jesse Kelly joins us now. Welcome him to the show. Good to have you back, Jesse. How are you, brother? Steve, I'll exaggerate all the reviews for you, my brother. <laughs> all the reviews. I'll just, you know what? Forget exaggerate. You're a good per- person. I'm not. I'll just lie. I'll just lie on your behalf, whatever you need. I would never ask that, but notice I didn't say I was going to refuse it either. All right? so, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how good of a person I am. I'm just not willing to admit certain things. <laughs> for, first of all, I've got to give you mad props because I've not been able to avoid this trap when I have written a book. How in the world were you able to get a book published in the conservative media world without an elongated subtitle? How does that work? Because I've, I've not been able to figure that one out. And my, my subtitles just only get longer with every ensuing book. 
I, I, I think it's about laying down the marker early, Steve, because I feel the same way about you that you do about it, even though we all get stuck in a trap or most people do. You have to write a book that says, you know, the Constitution is great. And then the subtitle has to take up the whole page learning why the Constitution is great from Jesse Kelly and why they're bad. And I, I've always hated that so much. So I laid down the marker really, really early on. And I told them, one, I don't want a big, flashy, bright uh, cover. I think that looks horrible. I wanted mine very simple and clear, and there will be no subtitle whatsoever. I didn't, I didn't tell him small subtitles, Steve. I said none. There are no subtitles. The title is what it is. Just put it out there. And credit to Simon & Schuster. They went with it. They were awesome about it. I love them. The title, I'm not sure, needs a subtitle. I mean, it is pretty yeah. self-explanatory. And, and you and I are in the same generation. And we watched President Reagan say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. We watched uh, the Politburo driven from office. We watched the wall come down. Uh, we watched the Cold War uh, uh, claimed to be won. And I don't know that we would have ever imagined in a million years now we would be sitting here in our late 40s writing books called The Anti-Communist Manifesto with a hammer and sickle on the cover like it is 1984 all over again, except it is kind of 1984 just maybe not in the way that people anticipate if you know what i'm saying there so why we need this book no i i'm saddened that you're right about what you just said steve because i watched it all you watched it all the people obviously your audience knows all these things they watched all this and and i'm saddened because of this we didn't defeat anything back then yes we defeated the soviet union but as far as our own problems go as the wall was coming down and we were sitting there patting ourselves on the back and good work and screw those commies and we beat the commies they were already sinking their teeth deeply into american society they were already finishing their takeover about that time of academia and hollywood and journalism and while we were celebrating they were celebrating too. The American communist was already celebrating because he thought he had already cinched in his victory. Because we didn't, yeah, we defeated the Soviet Union. We, we didn't defeat communism at all. We just exported it. It now grows here. The Soviets brought it here originally, intentionally, in the early 19th century. I talk about this in the book. And then now the Chinese run it. But now, for the most part, Americans do it to Americans. We have professors and media people in Hollywood, and they're not, they're not left-leaning. They're not liberals. They're not progressives. They're not Democrats. They're full-blown communists trying to burn this country to ash. And part of the reason we've never caught up to them is we won't talk like that. We don't use language like that. Now, you're obviously you're not guilty of this, but we, we love to talk about them and, and the nicest possible terms as if they're just a, a misguided little child who just needs a little a good talking to instead of the anti-human demon that they absolutely are. I think there are two big challenges that we face confronting what you write about in your book. One of them is an internal mechanism I'll address in a minute. But the other is um, the, the enemy's own strategic evolution. And, you know, when we, when we talk about things like bread lines and um, gulags, again, that, those are references to a, a, a communist empire that had, was driven from the earth in the Soviet Union. When a lot of people see communism today, I mean, if, if you're a Christian in China, you understand what it is. You're, you, you may have been converted, but you live underground. You have no cultural influence whatsoever. But the average middle class uh, member of, the, of Chinese society, they've got a mobile phone. They get to go to see MCU movies in the theaters. They, they, they can go out to eat any night. They, they, you know, they've got plenty of restaurants, plenty of bars. There's a great nightlife there in Beijing. That 
it, post Tiananmen Square, it seems to me, Jesse, that that the the communist movement understood it had to repackage itself. That, that it, there couldn't be any more Mao's or Ho Chi Minh's or Stalin's, and and that really human behavior is pretty simple to master. If you give it a certain level of accoutrement and manufactured freedom that allows it to indulge some of its carnal tastes, it'll completely hand over all of the existential desires and purposes of the human heart to the state and let you demand and, and whatever you want of them, provided those creature comforts are accounted for. And so, yeah, the Chinese may say, certain websites you can't get on but you know you can email your loved ones in china right now if you wanted to provided it, nothing you wrote in there was against the communist state you, you want to talk about you know what last night's you know you know game in the stanley cup finals they'll let you do that and i think that's what's different from the the total tyranny uh, of what went on in the soviet era of communism it's 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 version 1.0 version 2.0 has understood that consumerism is the thing in which the people will let us declare ourselves to be king Version 2.0 is much more dangerous, too, Steve. As you know, the, the Soviets obviously were, you know, can't say this, don't say that. We'll just come grab you in the middle of the night and pull your fingernails out and then kill every member of your family. But version 2.0... It's more dangerous because we hand it over. Mm-hmm. It's not they don't have to take it. It's your neighbor gets handed in. That, that's you hand yourself in a, a weapon of the state. Yeah, but what? No, I really don't need my gun. I don't need my freedom, Steve. No, I don't. I don't need the freedom to decide whether or not I want to take a vaccine or not. No, actually, the best thing would be for you to require it of me and require it really of everybody. And as we've seen from polls, especially Democrat polls, I think maybe your neighbor should have his kids taken away if they're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. The, the, these. These kinds of things are so much more evil now. And the communists had to change tactics. They knew they did. They actually wrote it down. They made writing the book easy because they wrote all this stuff down. They write to each other all the time about their plans, about what they have to do. And they said, okay, this this appealing to the workers thing, it's not working. It's definitely not working in America. There's no, that's not going to work here. The workers are too happy. We just have to find different malcontents. The West had different malcontents. Our workers were very pleased, but we, of course, had feminists who were always mad about something and the climate change nutters who want to burn everything down and kill a billion people, actually about five billion people. We had malcontented black people who were being mistreated in the country. The gays are always upset about something, so we knew we could get the LGBTQ demon mob involved. Communism is just the religion of the malcontent. They went searching for new ones, they found them, and now they burn us down as we as we sit here and we, we talk about our liberal Aunt Peggy, as if she's just a little bit misguided, Steve. But really, go ask your liberal Aunt Peggy if she believes that anyone should be allowed to own an assault weapon. Put it just like that. Ask her, should anyone be allowed to own an assault weapon? And you will find out your liberal Aunt Peggy will tell you, well, no, of course they shouldn't. You know that your liberal Aunt Peggy is a genocidal maniac who believes the FBI should come arrest you and throw you in prison for that weapon you own, right? She's not liberal Aunt Peggy. She's a full-blown communist, equally as murderous as Mao. In fact, if you actually study the climate change movement at all, which again, I know you have, Steve, our communists are infinitely more murderous than the communists of old. Mao, Stalin, all these guys, they won't kill a fraction as many people as Bill Gates will kill, John Kerry will kill, Klaus Schwab will kill, not a fraction. The point, proof of the point you just made that some form of their plan has been realized is that via social media, they have created a new um, ethic in America. Mm. Uh, You know, there there was a historian that wrote many, many years ago about how the quote unquote Protestant work ethic that helped establish America and its middle class and its working class. Um, The the new ethic of the, the highest ethic to aspire to in America no longer is significance or merit or even compassion. Um, It's it's compliance. 
And and we've watched this play itself out on social media, which is the new town square over the last few years. There's a there's a series of events that take place. It, it begins with the posting of your of, of do you want to kill grandma? Stay home. It then goes all the same people then post themselves the post the mask, the love of the mask. Then all the same people then post their vaccine card. Then all the same people post their Ukraine flags. Now all the same people post their pronouns. Why? Because they are they are making it. This is the pledge of allegiance, right? This is the, they're just like we say the pledge of allegiance every morning in schools when you and I were a kid. They they are pledging allegiance to the total state. They are letting you know I am complying with whatever you know the new talking points that just dropped, the new mission that just dropped, the new uh, purpose that just dropped. I am in compliance with those things because in this ethic, compliance is the highest virtue, right or wrong. No, you're 100% right. And that's the thing. Membership of the current Communist Party, it always expires so quickly. It expires faster than a bag of Doritos do down here in in Houston when you open them up. Because it always needs an update. There's always, as you just pointed out so well, there always is a new loyalty pledge. It's Mm -hmm. not as if you can do one thing to the modern state. And then they'll say, okay, look, this guy, Steve, he's one of us. He's good to go. You see, Steve... He got his vaccine. He's good. No, 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 Steve. Sorry, Steve. That was last week. Mm-hmm. This week, there's something new. And there'll be something new next week. And don't think you could just sit back in the back and kind of, you know, just quietly agree. No, 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 no. Steve, we need you in the front of the class. We need you announcing your new loyalty pledge every week. Membership's about to expire, Steve. Get in here now. And that's exactly what we have. And what's crazy is we don't even know what the next thing will be, Steve. I can't see the future. Neither mm-hmm. do you. But there will be another one and then another one and then another one and then another one until the people of this country stop being Republicans or Libertarians or conservatives or whatever we call themselves, call ourselves and start being actual anti-communists. And the response to the next loyalty pledge is not saying quiet. It's not saying quiet. It's not even saying no. It's saying no, your pledge is garbage and your garbage and your cause is garbage. And I not only stand against it, I will actively work against it. That's anti-communist. What, what you and I just discussed and what you what you pointed out is that they essentially exported themselves into our um, our jet stream after we uh, um, excommunicated the Soviet Union. The level of conviction to get from Antonio Gramsci's prison letters, talking about a long march through the institution nearly 100 years ago, to completing a long march through the institutions about 100 years later, that just takes an immense amount of conviction. And this is my great frustration, and I think this ties into the events of today. Okay? And so, it is, it, it, clearly Donald Trump is guilty of a, of a political persecution, a selective prosecution, Um, And the people that are accusing him, even if he's guilty of everything that they claim, have no moral standing to accuse him of anything because they are lawlessness incarnate. Right. If you've got just just one practical matter, if you have turned our southern border into a place where Bobby Kennedy goes down there last week and finds all kinds of people from Middle East and Middle East and other hemispheres hanging around completely unvetted. You're not interested in the law. You're not. You're in your instruments of lawlessness. That being said, last night, Trump technically did go on Fox News and admit to a crime, admitted that he didn't comply with a subpoena, admitted this. The very next morning, first thing in the morning, the judge in the case sets a trial date for August 18th. Ten minutes later, 
the feds say, hey, we've got uh, we've got the, the plea deal with Hunter Biden. You're right. We got him and he pled guilty. So we're moving on. So now we're free and clear to go after Trump over January 6th with the true threat, in my view, which is the D.C. gulag. They call a jury there in Washington, D.C. All right. Meaning that they've got all these th- these things lined up, man, and they're coordinated because of the level of conviction. We respond with memes and polls from media that hates our guts. And just think that stuff will just organically respond because like independence, like, you know, I, I didn't like Donald Trump before, but then I read Jesse Kelly's killer meme and I'm rethinking this entire whole political witch hunt thing. We are, we're, we're going to lose this country, not because they're smarter than us or better than us or moral than us or even have a better plan than us. They have more conviction than we do. And that, that frustrates me every day I'm on the air and, and, and give, tell me I'm wrong, please. And I'm overreacting. Well, no. The, the problem is, Steve, that the anti-human demons, the communists, the, they read James and we didn't. They read the book of James and we didn't. American, the American right, conservatives, whatever we want to call ourselves, libertarians, whatever we want to claim, we have never, ever bought into the faith without works is dead thing. We have always believed that good will prevail. And let's, mm-hmm. let's cite the founders and mm-hmm. the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the communist is out there actually making sure his religion becomes part of the culture. We will go to church on Sunday and we will pray and we will ask for a righteous nation and Jesus save us and thank you, Lord, I love you so much. And then election day will come up. We just had an election here in the red state of Texas, actually in my community, Steve, and the election was on Saturday, Saturday. Nobody even had an excuse that they had to go to work. It was an election on Saturday, a critical city council election, critical. The, the two candidates could not have been more different. And the bad guy won and the good guy lost and less than 2,000 people got out of bed on a Saturday. Voting was all day and went down to the polls and voted. Less than 2,000, one of the five largest cities in the United States of America? No, this was in the burbs, but okay. less than 2,000 showed up and voted. There's a whole lot more. That single digits, small single digits of my community showed up and even bothered to vote. 50% of American Christians will actually show up and go to the polls. Did your church, did my church actually do a voter registration drive? We just had Easter a couple months ago. No, 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 no. Your pastor will get up and he'll talk about how he's turning the other cheek and we love everybody. Meanwhile, the communist is out there taking over every school board to teach your son to chop his penis off. They're out there making sure their law get put into place. They're making sure their culture is American culture. And we prayed about it. You know, we prayed about it. That's awesome. And then we went home and we watched the game. And you catch the game last night because we're not anti-communists. We want to lay down. We want to talk about it. We want to pray about it, but we don't ever actually want to do it. And that's why our culture is reflective now of them and not of us, because they believe in works. We believe in praying about it. What's the end game here? Well, the communism is of the devil, Steve. This is this is a religion to them, and it is it is truly, truly evil. It's impossible to 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 put into words how how much misery and pain and suffering these people have already put on humanity, and how much they will still put on humanity. And this is where the right has failed so often, because maybe what I just said made people uncomfortable, and I don't give a crap about that. But the ultimate problem on the right is the right has always believed that we're fighting against bad. These guys are bad, bad, they're bad, they're just bad. Well, a bank robber may be bad, Steve, and he may wake up one day after a lifetime of robbing banks and say to himself, have a crisis of conscience and say, you know, I don't want to steal anymore. It's wrong. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to be a better father to my son. I'm, not, I'm done with this. I'm going, move, I'm going to move on. But you know who never does that, Steve? Demons. Demons never wake up in the morning and say, gosh, you know, Lucifer, I got to be honest. I'm done with this evil thing. Don't you think we've gone too far with the kids, right? It's too far. 
The kids, all this trans stuff, this isn't even the end. This is another step. Evil goes down and down and down without end until good finally takes a stand and stops it. Either we will become anti-communists and stop it, or they will own it all and they will burn it all. Name of the book, The Anti-Communist Manifesto. From my man, Jesse Kelly, pick it up today, looking at how it did uh, when it opened up here a couple weeks ago. A lot of you already have. So congratulations on the success of the book, Jesse. Always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you very much. And I'll, I'll see you later today on your show as well. Thank you. I, I appreciate you, my brother. And I love your movie, by the way. Sick movie. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, man. Very kind. Appreciate it. There was 20 IRS agents armed with ARs that stormed this guy's store. Uh, Tom Van Hoos, I met with him this morning. I stopped by the store to see if he could give me any more details. And they went through and searched his facility. He said they were polite, but, you know, people tend to be a little bit more polite and mannerly when, when everyone's walking around with an AR threatening them. This is stormtrooper type activity. And, and we are not used to seeing it in our country whatsoever. And, and this is the kind of activity that demonstrates why we were trying to, in the House of Representatives, to defund those additional 87,000 IRS agents. Now, here's what they took out. IRS, right? Financial records, accounting, making sure what transactions were taking place. No. They took all of the 4473 forms. The 4473 forms are what everyone fills out when they go to purchase a firearm. And it's just a big disclosure to make sure that you don't have a criminal background or other reasons where you should not be purchasing a firearm. So the IRS took every single one of the 4473s that Tom Van Hoos had in his possession there at Highwood Creek Outfitters. And and I am concerned that this is another attempt by the IRS to create a database on on people that they can target for for being conservatives because they yep. want to own their own firearm. Now, Congressman, look, I mean, we're, we're seeing a pattern here. They, they're going after moms and dads who speak at a school board meetings, going after pro-lifers, going after former President Trump, the guns drawn pre-dawn raids. Uh, this is this is exactly what's happening uh, in this administration. We thank you for bringing. 